Hello and welcome back to episode seven of Dial Femme for Murder. Welcome. Seven, lucky number seven. Lucky number seven indeed. I still can't believe that that's crazy that we started this seven weeks ago. Do you know what else is crazy? What? We have 70 subscribers on Spotify. Wowza. And I was looking at like places where like, do you know I like to do a little look at our analytics of places where people (laughs) listen and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now we've got France. Oh, we do have some French people in. Bonsoir. Um, Bonsoir. <laughs> uh, we also have, we have some Australians down there. Nice. That's grouch. Oh, we have a truly international oh. fan base. We I are, love that. We are truly international superstars. Happy days. Well, I wouldn't go superstars. <laughs> but we're, yet. we're, we're tr- yet. We're almost there. So how's your week been, Emily? It's been okay. Yeah? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Have you been... <laughs> Have you have you maybe you know opened your mind a little bit more to popular culture this week? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I have opened my mind to one thing, and that is purchasing crops. Opened your toes to one. I have. Thing. I open. I've open. I've dipped my toes into the Crocs pool. Such a chug. That's what I'm doing thing. now. You're such a chug. <laughs> They're so comfortable. I wore them today for the first time. They're so comfortable. No. I, I I'm will, such a fan of them now. I will never, ever be a fan. And then you sent me a video the other night where you can put like little, little kind of like things gibbets. in the hole. They're called, they're called gibbets. They're called gibbets? Yeah, that's what they're called, gibbets. They're oh, like accessories Lord. for your Crocs. Okay, the only accessory for a Croc should be a black bin bag, honestly. Oh, for sake. You're just so against them. You're only against them because you've never worn them. I have worn them. Oh, well... You know, well, you I'd need say to I wore them. wear them again. I, I tried a pair on and they were in shoe zone, so they weren't real Crocs, but you know. Mate, they're so comfortable. I bet every- it's actually insane. I was just about to go, but everyone in, everyone in Australia is like, oh my God, I love Crocs, but then it's not Australia Crocs. I'm thinking of Uggs. Yeah, that's true. That I did. True. Used, I used to have Uggs. I used to call them my mugs, man Uggs. You're just not. A, you're just not a sandals person, and that's okay. But you shouldn't judge people who are into like you know slip on shoes and and comfortable style. I do have a pair of sliders that I wear when I pop out for a cigarette. Yeah, um, quite, do, you, do you not wear them anywhere else? No, and I also always wear them with socks because I've always got socks on. Oh yeah, with socks and sliders is a look. We love that. It's a look. L e w k look. It really is. We do love that. We absolutely adore that. Um, so, how excited was I that The Woman in the Window is now on Netflix? Was it actually any good? I enjoyed it. Right. But it was one of those movies where you're like, I wish I hadn't read the book. Right. Because right. I already knew the twists and turns and I knew what was coming. So I was like... Do you feel like it disappointed you then? I feel like it underwhelmed me. Right, okay. However... I am going to watch it. Watch is it, it on Netflix? Yeah. It is on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to... I will watch it at some point. However, I saw, I saw a really funny comment that someone said Amy Adams is now in her chewing up the screen stage of her career. What does that mean? Like, just like super like, ooh, overacting and like... Oh, ugh. right. Okay. Gone a bit Meryl Streep. A little bit, a little bit. Right. Um, but Julianne Moore was... She's only in it for like 20 minutes, but oh my God, they were the best 20 minutes of the film. But I love Julianne Moore. I'm a Julianne Moore stan. I truly am. Do you know what I did on Saturday? What? I watched eight episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills back to back. Was Julianne Moore in them? No, she wasn't. But I was like preparing myself for the, because there's the new season coming out soon. So I was trying to prepare myself and, you know, do all that. So I have have watched a little bit of pop culture this week. A little bit more than I did last week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
little bit more than you did last week. But um, yeah. no, Women in the Window, I pro- I gave it like a 7 out of 10. Okay, well, that's all right. That's, you know, better than none out of 10. Yeah, that's true. This isn't a spoiler, but there's a couple of things they missed out, which I'm going to mention. They're not spoilery. She doesn't shag David in the film. These are spoilers. Those aren't spoilers. It's not going to affect the film. Okay, hashtag spoilers, guys, if you really want to... (laughs) And also, you know the whole, like, um, she's on the forum for agoraphobics? Yeah. And she meets that little old lady and all that kind of thing? Uh Uh-huh. Gone. Not even in it. Oh, really? And I thought that was a really good plot. I thought that was a really good plot point, but... It's I, I I kind of feel like it maybe should have been a series, maybe, or... Oh, I can't imagine that as a series. That would have been like that... Um, Did you ever watch Little Fires Everywhere? No, I didn't. Yeah, see, that was... I didn't think it was a good series, because it just dragged. It, there wasn't enough story to keep it, like, going for, mm, like, six true. to eight episodes. True. Okay, but, like, there wasn't... It, there was too much for it to be one film. Right. Because you know all the twists and turns and all the... You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But I feel like if you got the pacing correct, then it should you should be maybe able to it, do it okay. It, it was only like an hour and 40 minutes, so maybe they should have made right. it a bit longer. Yeah, potentially. Anyway. Well, I'll watch it and I'll give you my verdict. Yeah, give it a go. Because, I mean, I, I enjoyed it because I like Amy Adams and I love yeah. Julianne Moore. So, I yeah. mean, Gary Oldman was very annoying in it, just pre-warning. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it was just like <laughs> I look forward to that then. Um, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Go on. The Pam and Tommy miniseries. Oh my god! As in Pamela Anderson and Tommy. Uh, what's his name? Lee. Tommy Lee. I was going to say Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy. <laughs> Imagine. It's not Tommy Lee. Not Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Wait, they're getting a mini series. Yeah, and it's starring Lily James as Pamela Anderson, right? Who's Lily James? She was in. She played Cinderella in the Cinderella remake, and she's been. Right. In, she was in. Oh, what else was she? She's been in some stuff, and I was like really but then i saw pictures of her as pamela and i was like holy shit that's that's good casting looks wise that's very weird yeah i mean i'm excited why but 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 why though why Why not why not why pam and pam and tommy because they're like the prince charles and diana of our generation I've just googled it and i've just seen courtney love slams pam and tommy miniseries yeah well do you know what I slam Courtney Love. I slam so. Courtney Love. The only good thing Courtney Love did was Celebrity Skin with Hull. I thought, I thought oh, you were going to No, say. I was not going to say what you thought I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Nirvana are overrated, but, you know, <laughs> allegedly this happened. Alleged, allegedly. Well, they're not allegedly um, overrated. But... Well, I'm, oh, do you know what? I actually, that Pam and Tommy thing yeah. sounds like my level of trash. 100%. What about the, um, everyone's been banging on, literally, I've seen it all over my social media. Oh my God, the Friends reunion. I couldn't even tell you what what is going on with that. Oh, it's like that thing where it's like, where it's like a a big group of celebrities who don't all really fit in with each other that are doing something. Yeah. Because I saw it and I was like, that's a really strange bunch of people to have on a a thing. So basically what they've done is they've like, all of the cast of Friends have sat down, no doubt on the orange sofa mm. and they've talked about the th- about the it's like nobody wants that people want mm. another series that's what people yeah, i mean exactly i personally don't want another series so um, i don't have like strong opinions on friends i think there's some funny moments in it there are but i'm yeah. like I, I i could give or take like there's mm. only there's only a few episodes that i'd sit down and think okay well that's that's 
funny. I'm not saying it's awful. No. no like, obviously, it's very much of its time. I mean, it's not Big Bang Theory. <laughs> No, it's absolutely not Big Bang Theory. My friend, my friend Rhea is literally going to lose her shit because she loves Big Bang Theory. Oh God, it's I'm the like, worst TV. It's the worst TV show. But then she also ever. loves Gavin and Stacey, so you know you can't really. Oh. There's no accounting for taste, really, is there? No, Liz? there is no accounting for taste. <laughs> Sorry, Rhea, I love you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm not oh, bothered God. about the Friends reunion. Everyone's like losing their shit over it. I'm like, do you no. know what? I couldn't care less. Look, the only thing that I'm looking forward to coming up in television is the next season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because it's going to be so full of scandal. It's going to be like, what's going on with Erica Girardi and her husband who has been like scamming all of these people? What's going to happen? Oh my God, I cannot wait. I'm, I literally cannot wait. I used to bloody love Real Housewives of New York. I just, I'm not really into reality TV anymore. Me neither, really. But there's something about... I think it's because I've been watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for mm, so long mm. that it just kind of, like, it keeps me hooked to it and I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, the the iconic, you know, scene from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when they're sat down at the dinner table and they're just having that massive argument and she's like, maybe have a piece of bread and you'll calm down. Oh, and then, don't talk about my husband, Harry Hamlin. Oh, God. Literally, I don't highly recommend... Don't you ever go after my fucking husband, Harry, Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna, her husband, Harry Hamlin. Um, oh, and she... God, Lisa Rinna, I'm sorry. I, like, Lisa Rinna is just... A, like, I was re-watching oh, I love it. Lisa Rinna. No, it's, she's atrocious. Oh, of course she is. The way that it. she went after Denise Richards the previous season. Oh, what? Because apparently, apparently she hooked up with... Was it Brandy Glanville? Yeah, but it's like, even if she had, like, what yeah, business is that yeah. anybody else's? Yeah, who, who cares? cares? Oh, I don't know. And then and then um, Denise Richards' husband is, like, super, super weird because he, like, says that he's being trapped by the government because he knows how to cure cancer. It's so strange. Or is it because of the COVID vaccine? Well, who knows? I'm getting my second jab tomorrow. Oh, I'm so jealous. I don't even have one. I'm sorry. I'm just very excited. I'm also so scared about, like, you so, know. So, 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 so jealous. I'm going to be vaxxed and waxed, ready for a hot girl summer. Vaxxed and <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not waxing anything. Oh, mate. I'm, I'm not having a hot girl summer. I'm having a croc girl summer. This, oh, my this God. A croc the, girl summer. Yeah, this that's what's happening. I've got oh, that yeah, and I've got my, my Tiva sandals as well that are coming. I'm just like, I'm sandaling it up. I'm all about the comfort. You know, it's just going to be baggy pants, sports bras and crocs for me. Oh, my God. That for the rest of the year. so fashionable. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. I'm like... I don't care. I barely leave the house. Do you think I'm putting bras on and wearing fitted pants? True. No. Today, I'll be having a laugh. I've been in such a funk all day because I was wearing a pair of trousers that really weren't comfortable. Why didn't Why I? Why cha- were you wearing them then? Because I just put them on. Why didn't I change them? I don't know. I just and also I have this really weird thing. Like I keep thinking I've got wet socks. Wet socks. But I haven't. It's like a psychological thing. Maybe. It's like a psychological defect that you've developed. Well, maybe. Because I'll sit there and I'll be like, how have my socks got wet? And then I'm like, they're not wet. Maybe you just got really sweaty feet. No, it's not sweat. It's it's bizarre. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Anybody out there, if there's a neurological disease that causes people to think they've got wet socks, don't tell me because I'll freak out about it for weeks, all right? Yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> let's not say anything. <laughs> don't nothing, tell me. Nothing, we won't talk about any medical ailments. No, we shan't. Podcast. We shan't. But we will talk about Benefer being back on. Who's Benefer? What? What, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have... I was going to say, because that's been a long time since mm. I've heard the name, mm. that, like, 
is it an acronym? I and think then, it's a. I don't know what they call it, but do you remember when that was like an amalgamation? Yeah, when Something it was all like the rage that. when they like put everyone's like yeah. names together. But no, apparently Jen Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are on holiday together. Apparently, really? Mm. I thought she was with um, a Rod. What's no? Alexander, Rod- Alexander Rodriguez, she was with the um, Madonna's ex. Um, no, what, Marco something. Are you serious? What? Do you mean Mark Anthony? Mark Anthony, She that's divorced it. Mark Anthony like 10 years ago. Oh my God. Why are you I'm not- sorry. I don't keep up with the Jennifer Lopez news. I adore I unsubscribe from the newsletter. I don't get the updates anymore. Like, all jokes aside, I fucking love Jennifer Lopez. Well. I geez. really do. Like, I watched that god-awful movie Hustlers, right? I didn't think that movie was <sighs> that bad, you know. I thought it was boring. I didn't like Constance Wu. That's why. I just don't think she was a very good actress. I don't okay. think she should have been the in the main role anyway. Jennifer Lopez in that movie was amazing and her body was like it had been carved out of marble it was all right all right misogynist i'm not being a misogynist it's not misogynist to say that someone has a nice body all right male gaze male gaze g-a-y-s as in that body was yas queen work mama not oh yeah i want a bang Anyway, I was watching oh, a movie you're, you're about su- strippers. You're such, you're such a problematic white gay. What? Because I said Jennifer Lopez has a nice body. Yeah, you're like you're like fetishizing, fetishizing women. It was with your, with your gay male gay. <laughs> it was a movie about strippers. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you can't say that shit. Anyway, she was very Carry good on. in that, and also her music career is just even though she didn't, even though she doesn't sing any of her own songs, but. Mm, but you know it. what movie she was the best in, though. Was it Selena? It was Selena. Was she though? <laughs> Keeping an eye out for Selena. For Selena. Was <laughs> she the best in Selena though? No, but I thought that'd be a nice segue. It's a very nice segue. <laughs> um, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, if you haven't realised, today we are going to be discussing the murder of Selena Quintanilla Perez. Yes, exciting. Absolutely. Well, it's exciting because it's it's like a oh, it's horrible. Weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird, but it's like it's so interesting as well. And I tell you what, that bloody TV miniseries that Netflix put out, one of the worst things I've ever seen. They re- I think they recently recently released part two. Oh, well, the first watched it. part. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it, but I was, remember, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for Selena TV series. You watched it in a weekend. You were like, don't bother. Yeah, it's horrible. It's awful. It sucked. Like, apparently they they put in a bit in this seat, in this second half, when Beyonce met Selena because she walked past her on the street and they put that in there. Oh, for God's sake. And Beyonce (laughs) was like nine. Wow, love that. What is your favourite Selena song? Oh, what's it called? Is it Come, um, a, come a La Flor? Come a La Flor. Come mm-hmm. a La Flor. See, come a La Flor. I have two, f- two favourites. One is I could fall in love Basic. with you. Or Biddy Biddy Bum Bum. Biddy Biddy Bum Bum is 
Oh my god, Bitty, summer jam. Bitty, bitty bum bum is is a banger, but oh. Kamala Floor is is the best song. Kamala Floor is good, but, but Bitty, Bitty, not the studio version. It has oh, yeah. to be the live version. Love that, love that. Has it's got to be, be live. Got to be live. Um, to be. So anyway, we go. I'll d- dive into the story of Selena Quintanilla Perez. Um, so start off Selena was a Mexican-American singer who had a huge solo career uh, making Tejano music in the early to Mm mid-90s so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Selena's backstory so she was born on April 16th in Lake Jackson, Texas in 1971 and her father Abraham was a former musician and he introduced Selena to music um, when she was a lot when she was young um, and he kind of saw her as a way back into the music industry after discovering her perfect timing and pitch. Yeah. As a young girl, he discovered that. So um, he then put all of his children together in a band called Selena y los Dinos, mm-hmm. which is Selena and the Dinos, Dinos. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Selena was the lead singer because, come on, she's Selena. Obviously. Anyway, so that's just a little bit about her life, about the start of her life. And she kind of went on to much bigger and better things. And she landed her first major record deal in 1989. Um, and she just kept growing her career from strength to strength. And she became yeah. she became really famous and well-loved within the Latin community. Isn't there a lot of stuff about her dad and how her dad was quite controlling and stuff like that? Yeah, her dad was controlling because he he kind of wanted her to be as success be be successful. It was mm-hmm. it was kind of the prime example of. Um, I mean, I want to liken it to you know when you watch things like toddlers and tiaras and you've got these yeah, st- yeah. stage mom. He was basically yeah. a stage dad and he pushed her and pushed her, um, but in the end she she succeeded and like i say she mm-hmm. grew her career really really big and she went on to win 14 latin billboard music awards yeah and two grammy awards so nice. she was big time she was big news and she was famed for bringing tahani music to the mainstream and people often refer to her as the latina madonna so i really like tahano music yeah i like a bit of bit of bum bum i honestly when especially like when i just remember driving through the desert california mm. and skipping through like radio re- like through the radio stations yeah. and it would all be that kind of music and Love like that. being in the uk you don't usually hear that music no it's not, not at all. it's not very popular over no. here so like being over i was like oh my god this mm. music's amazing it's like yeah. got so much like high energy to it absolutely um so like i say she she was basically referred to as the latina madonna mm-hmm. young girls would emulate her i, I saw a phrase that was all the girls wanted to be her. All the guys wanted to date her. Yeah, she was she was the it the it girl of Latina music, and mm-hmm. she started working on a crossover album. So she was tipped to make it really big in the worldwide music industry because, like I say, she was very popular on Latin radio, and they the record company basically wanted to take her mainstream because yeah. they knew she would be amazing. Uh-huh. Um. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to do that because her life was tragically cut short when she was murdered on the 30th of March in 1999 by her friend and founder of her fan club, Yolanda Saldivar. Shocking. It, yeah, it's crazy. So Yolanda um, discovered Selena. Appara- you've, given, you've, you've given the end in a way right at the beginning. Why? <laughs> I've got, I'm, this isn't one of those stories that's like, oh my God, who done it? Well, yeah, that's it's true. It's not a who done it. It's not a who done it. That's true. That is true. If you don't know about Selena, then shame on you. True. So, anyway. Also true. Also true. So, Yolanda 
became like a, a Selena fan when she took her niece to to see one of her concerts. Um, at first, like she didn't really like her because she was winning all these awards that her favorite Tejano bands were winning. Uh, but her niece loved her, so she reluctantly took her to a gig and basically like fell in love with with Selena. Um, so she had the idea of creating a fan club. So what she did was she got in touch with Selena's father, Abraham, to organise it. And it said that apparently she rang him on one day like 14 times, like wouldn't really? wouldn't leave him alone. Yeah. That's a, bit, that's a like, little bit excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they've met and he agreed to it. They he, he gave the idea to the family. They were all like, yeah, that sounds great. I think we should have a Selena fan club. Perfect. So Yolanda became the founder and acting president of the Selena fan club. Okay. So after meeting Selena for the first time in 1991, they basically became really good friends. Um, right. They got on really well. They, you know, they were basically got on like house on fire. So Yolanda gave up her job as an in-home nurse for patients with terminal cancer to fully invest her time in running Selena's fan club and basically being her friend. She basically just left her old life behind, moved to Texas where, where Selena was, um, to basically run her fan club full time. As you would if you'd be you given that opportunity. You would. Also, if like, oh, absolutely. It's like if, if Madonna was like, hey, do you want to run my fan club? I'd be like, oh my God, yes. Can I move him with you? Can I be your best friend? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you would. Um, so in 1994, Selena was like expanding her empire and she opened two boutiques called Selena, etc. Don't you love that name? Nice. Love nice. that name. Selena, etc. Um, so Selena's father thought Yolanda would be a great candidate to run the boutiques after her success in leading the fan club. Right. So she was running the fan club. She was running it super well. And they were like, right, we're going to open these boutiques. Yolanda, you're going to be in there. You're going to be running them. You're going to be amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. So she got the job. She was authorised to write checks, cash checks. She had access access to bank accounts. And she even had Selena's Amex card for the use of company business, right? Wow, so just give little yeah. free reign of everything. Yeah, well, she'd, she, I guess she'd been the head of the fan club for a good few years now. For I think it was probably about five, five years by this time. Yeah. Four or five years. Um, and so they were like, we can trust Yolanda. Mm-hmm. She can run these boutiques. Amazing. She's run the fan club. Amazing. So why not give her this opportunity? Right. Yeah. Except Yolanda did not use Selena's Amex card for company business. Uh oh. She used it to rent town cars and entertain associates in upmarket restaurants. But who was she entertaining? I don't know. All the research I found just said entertain associates. Maybe she was like to her mate, she was like, hey, do you want to come to whatever the upmarket restaurant is in Texas? I don't know. Maybe Arby's. Yeah, I think by associates, she probably means, like, her mates. Probably her mates. And I doubt it was Arby's. Um, true, true. <laughs> that was a joke up in there. Anyway, <laughs> that went... Just for clarifying. That went well. Um, Arby's as a restaurant is a joke as well, so... Yes, I mean, they build themselves of a burger restaurant, but they don't sell burgers. Honestly, the worst food I've ever eaten in my life is Arby's. That's why I have a t-shirt that says, I'm not afraid to go to hell, I've eaten at Arby's. (laughs) That's amazing. It's it's so true. Arby's is awful. Um, We all know that the the, um, gold standard for US, maybe West Coast takeaway food is In-N-Out. 
Yeah, I think burger wise, you're pretty, you're pretty spot mm, on. Yeah, mm. I'd say, I'd say chicken wise, you you raising canes. It's got to be. I was waiting for you to say Chick Fil A, and I was going to say no. No, it's it is raising canes. It's actually Popeyes. You're so wrong. We're getting so off track, but you're so wrong. Chick- raising canes, but you you've never eaten a raising canes. Have I haven't, you? but I've had chicken tenders and a biscuit. Yeah, but chicken, te- mate, chicken tenders at Raising Cane's will le- legitimately, like, it'll change your life. Well, your what? life will be absolutely changed. Once I'm double vaxxed and, you know, maybe <laughs> the, the world isn't imploding, I'll go to Citizen Cane's, oh, wherever so it was. What's it called? Well. Citizen it's Citizen so Cane. Was it called? Um, what's it called? Raising Cane. Raising Cane, not Citizen. <laughs> Anyway, carry on, carry on. She also, Yolanda. So not only was she like hiring these cars, she and spending all of her money on her mates in the restaurants. She mm. also bought herself two cell phones. Why right. do you need two phones? Like, why do you need two phones? Well, you no. got to have a burner. <laughs> That's true. Although I <laughs> doubt they were burners. They were probably. It's one of the reasons I've got like four TikTok accounts. That's true. Have some burners going. They were probably like the nineties version of an iPhone, which was. Probably still the size of like a fucking house yeah. brick, but still. But you have you know. your business phone, and then you've got your pet, you know, your your personal phone. I don't know. Seems sus to me. Yeah. The only I, yeah, it, it is a bit sus. <laughs> so staff members of Selena of the Selena etc boutique said that whenever Selena was around, Yolanda was like nice as pie, like the dream boss. Right. But right. when she wasn't there, she treated everyone like shit. Right. Um, she sounds. Were... sounds... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've all been there um we truly she, have yeah she would even just if she didn't like someone she'd fire them she'd be like no don't want you here get rid fired okay. fired um and there were a lot of people in selena's life that were telling her that you know yeah what yolanda was really like like right. she clashed with the head designer for selena etc because selena etc etc sold like clothes it was like a fashion boutique basically right and she would clash with the head designer and the head designer was like look you know she's crazy you can't be near her but selena just would she brush it off refusing to believe and they would also be like she's running the business into the ground she's doing these bad things but selena would just brush everything off being like i don't believe it she's my friend why would she Mm -hmm. try and do anything to harm my business now yolanda this was this like striked a red flag with employees because yolanda used to always say to them i wish i was like more like selena right like and she would always be like really possessive of selena like and try and like when it, and she distanced her from other staff members. Right. And according to Yolanda, she distanced staff members because she didn't need um, Selena to get wrapped up in the day-to-day running of the business. Right, so she was just trying to be, like, in control of everything, basically. Yeah, basically, she was trying to get people... She didn't. Also, she probably didn't want everyone to say, hey, yo, Selena, yeah. your mate Yolanda's a fucking bitch. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Anyway. She's just trying to have, like, you know, assert her control Absolutely. over it because She's... she wants to be close to Selena. Exactly. She wants to, I think she kind of like wants to be Selena or be yeah. with like Selena. Like a weird, weird obsession kind of thing. Yeah. Like some, what's that film? Single White Female? Oh, creepy. Issues. Anyway. So after 1990, uh, sorry, at the start of 95, Selena's father, Abraham, began, began to receive phone calls and letters from disgruntled fans. Right. Claiming that they'd paid their membership fees for the fan club, yet hadn't received any merchandise that they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Now, who handled the part that part of the fan club? I'll give you a guess. <laughs> Could it be Yolanda? It was Yolanda. It was well wow. done. Ten points for you. I am truly shocked. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and around the same time, employees at the boutique started to notice that overdue bills were arriving in the mail. Right. So they were like, what's going on? So Abraham was like, right, I need to I need to kind of like investigate this. So he investigated it and discovered that Yolanda had embezzled more than $60,000 using forged checks. There was like, I, so much money. I went down some rabbit hole of like the forgeries and it was kind of like she opened bank accounts for the company in her sister's name and was like signing like fake signatures of Abraham. It was like a very tangled web that Yolanda was weaving. Wow. So Abraham and Selena confronted Yolanda because they had evidence that she'd been stealing this money. Um, and Selena's father said that Yolanda literally just stared at him. Right. Like he told her and he said late throughout the conversation, when he first initially said to her, you've been stealing this money, here's the proof. She was just silent. And then as the conversation was going on, he said her mood would go from hot and cold. So one minute she'd be like, oh my God, la la la. And then the next minute she'd just be like cold as ice. Hmm. Suspicious. Very suspicious. So Yolanda, like halfway through the meet, whilst they were talking to her, she like ran away. Right. Right. She was like, no, I don't want it. Um, and her father was like, right, I'm banning you from ever contacting my daughter again. I don't want you anywhere near Selena. But Selena was like, you know, I'm going to keep her close because she's, she's a friend. I think that what I've, from what I've been reading and what I've know is I think Selena was such a fucking wonderful person that she saw the good in everyone. Trusting. Very trusting. She saw the good in everyone. So before when people have said to her, oh, you know, Yolanda's doing this, Yolanda's doing that. She's like, no, 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 no. She's my friend. You know, she would never Willing do Willing to that. give her the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Either. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, on March the 30th, 1995, Yolanda contacted Selena from a motel and told her that she'd been raped. So the next day, Selena visited Yolanda at the motel mm-hmm. and took her to visit a doctor. Right. And when they were at the doctor's, um, the the doctor asked, this is, I don't know if this is too graphic, but asked um, Yolanda if she'd bled. And Yolanda right. said, yeah, I, bleed, I bled a little bit. And Selena said to her, that's the opposite of what you told me. Like, you were telling me that you were bleeding, like, all day. Right. So I think by now, Selena, and then on the drive back from the doctors, Selena kind of said to Yolanda, I feel we need to have a bit of distance. We need to kind of like, I don't want to be this close to you kind of thing, because she doesn't really she's trust She's starting her. to get suspicious about yeah, it. She's she, starting to be like, mm, there's some things going on with Yolanda that I'm not mm, mm. 100% down with. She's starting to cotton on. She's, yeah. she's getting the vibe. So they go back to the motel Um and whilst at the motel, Selena and Yolanda begin to argue with one another. And other guests said they heard the two women arguing over business matters. Right. So Money. Ob- yeah. So obviously, Selena's been like, you know, where's the money? I, 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 not, I need you to kind of give me the money. Like, you've been kind of, you fucked me over, basically. And, you know, that's what was, that's what was going down. Yeah. On the day they were just arguing. And then at 11.48, Yolanda shot Selena once in her lower right shoulder, severing Jesus. an artery. Now, Was it just one shot? Just one shot. Wow. Yeah. In her lower right shoulder, severing her artery. Because what had happened was, basically, Selena took um, 
Yolanda's bag and was like, where are the, where are these, you know, proof of some kind of like, she needed some, she wanted something to prove that she hadn't stolen the money. She's like, where is it? She emptied her bag right. out and a gun fell out on the bed. Now, Selena was like, whoa. Obviously. Yeah, but Yolanda picked up the gun and then Selena turned to run away. And that's when Yolanda shot her. So she was oh, hit in the back. Jesus Christ. And the thing is, she, Yolanda had tried, they they say, well, especially Selena's father, Abraham, says that Yolanda, he thinks Yolanda tried to kill Selena several times before. Really? Yeah. Well, before the, before the before, motel? Before the motel. Like he said, there were times that Selena was away and she, like, she basically was stalking her. Right. In the time between that she, in the time between she'd been told that she can no longer see Selena to the time she killed her, she was basically stalking her at all these different places and trying to catch her alone. And, you know, so it was Very a bit... suspicious. Yeah. And another thing as well, the gun that she'd bought came she bought bullets that were designed for like what they call like um i don't know what they call it but it's like for maximum damage so she was obviously planning something obviously like she she bought a gun that was designed to really fucking hurt someone so it's not uh, with 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 as opposed to a gun that's supposed to not hurt <laughs> no but you know you know what i mean I know, like yeah, I know some people mean. buy a gun for protection if you buy a gun for protection you're gonna buy just bullets because you're not thinking about i want to maim someone you're thinking i yeah, want exactly. to protect myself yeah. whereas if you're gonna buy a gun and buy bullets that are like like those i know there are certain bullets i don't know if this bullet was the one but there are certain bullets which basically open out loads of like ball bearings and stuff when they hit and yeah. do you know if they're made for mass destruction yeah and she bought a gun that was made for mass destruction so she obviously had and you know she obviously had plans to harm someone absolutely so once selena was shot she ran out of the motel room towards the lobby and mm-hmm. she was seen clutching her chest screaming help me help me i've been shot mm-hmm. and yolanda was still chasing her at this point pointing the gun at her calling her a bitch now Several witnesses said they saw Selena being like, she's going to shoot me again. She's going to shoot me again. Stop her. She's going to shoot me again. So obviously she's just been shot. She's running away. She's terrified for her life. Um, And her last words were Yolanda, room 158. Oh my God. Those are her last words. It's How ominous. It's horrible, but she wanted people to know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because... It's, it's fucking awful. I imagine what was going through. This is wild how, the, how how she managed to like worm her way in. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously it's been like super possessive and like obsessive. Yeah. To the point where it's led to that. Absolutely. All like, I think she's just like, and it's weird because she didn't really like Selena at the start. She wasn't a massive fan of her. Yeah. And now she's got in there and she's you know been like a such a really good friend to to Selena and was like possessive of her was running her fan club running these businesses essentially being selena's right hand man people often thought she was her assistant yeah she she essentially was her assistant to then turn around and kill her because it it, it just it, you it, you just can't imagine it can you it's horrible but you can't imagine what was going through selena's head as well because like like i say every turn she's stuck up for yolanda she's been there for her well, because she's too, she's, 
I mean, I didn't know her personally, but mm. it's like, you know, they, there must be an element of just wanting to trust somebody. Absolutely. And being like, you know, kind hearted and, mm. and wanting to see the best in somebody instead of listening to all of the other things that people are telling you about that person. That's the thing. Everyone, I, I was reading what people said about Selena and every single person that ever came across her was like, she was sort of the earth. Lovely yeah. person. Never had a bad word to say about her. Never had a bad word to say about anybody. She was she was fucking lovely, basically. Yeah. So an ambulance arrived at the scene in one minute and 55 seconds. But unfortunately, it was, it was too late and Selena died. The doctors say that if the bullet had entered her body only one millimetre higher or lower, she would have survived. Jesus Christ. One millimetre. It's because it severed an artery. That's and she, like, <laughs> And there's a fact which... I mean, it's horrible, but I think it's an interesting fact, so I'm going to share it. Some people say that if she'd have stayed there, basically her running away pumped the blood out of her body. Oh. Which... So if she'd, stay, if she'd stayed and... But then, you know, you, but you don't know that because exactly. if she'd stayed, she exactly. could have been... You know, Yolanda's already obviously got murderous intent. Exactly. So... You know, either way, I don't think that she was getting out of that situation alive. It's just so sad because she was literally on the cusp of, you know, basically having her dreams come true of being this worldwide sensation. Yeah. And it was just shot down. It's just really, really sad. Um, Yeah. It's awful. So after the shooting, Yolanda fled the motel and they think that she was on her way because Selena was supposed to be doing like a recording session with her dad and her family down at the production studio. Right. And Yolanda knew that because whilst they were there, she picked up the phone and spoke to her dad and said, oh, I'll be there, whatever. Right. So people think that Yolanda was on her way to go and kill the rest of Selena's family. Oh, Lord. But luckily she didn't. Because an officer, she was like followed by police, and an off- when an officer left his vehicle and drew his gun, ordering Yolanda out of the truck, she didn't comply, and she parked right. her truck, picked up the gun and pointed it at her own head, threatening to commit suicide. And when the police were surrounding her, people have heard people heard her crying. I can't believe I just killed my best friend. It's strange because it's like, you know, maybe she wasn't intending to do that, but it was like she was so far gone in obsession yeah, that it was I, like... It's it's this whole kind of thing about all the all these true crime stories and, and stories of murder. It's like to be a fly on the wall, do you know what I mean? Well, like what brings somebody to the point of yeah. doing that? It, like, I wonder yeah. what that conversation consisted of. Because there's only two people that know, and unfortunately one of them is dead, and the other one killed her, so I highly doubt she's going to be that honest. Like, Is Yolanda still in, in jail? She is, she is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'll get up, yeah. Um, so they basically, whilst she was there in, in her truck, the police like blockaded her in or whatever, and they right. brought in some negotiators to try and defuse the situation, and the standoff lasted for over nine hours. Damn. Yeah. She got out a couple of times. She got out right. of her car, but then at one point she saw, like, she was getting out to to surrender. And then at one point she saw some, like, I think it was, like, military people or, or people with bigger guns. And she, like, shit her pants and, like, ran back into the car. Right. Also, at the standoff scene, there were, Selena fans were, like, you know, coming to the scene because they knew that Selena yeah. had died. So they were all kind of, like, gathering around her. Oh, gathering around Lord. the scene but she did eventually surrender right. um now the death of selena deeply affected the latino community as you can understand like mm. she was like like 
Imagine, she was like I, I i say that i think today as sad as it makes me madonna has kind of lost her that's that status a bit yeah absolutely. and i'm a huge fucking madonna fan i've got her initials tattooed on my arm i've got a tattoo booked in for november to get her face tattooed on me i'm oh, obsessed with her and i will but say the thing is, i don't even i don't even think that like selena i think selena went past just being like uh she wasn't just a tahano music singer like her music she took that that genre and she went really into the mainstream mainstream, yeah like really mainstream so she was she was more of like she was a pop icon that's why it's so she was and i i i i see how people liken her to madonna because if you think about madonna in the 80s Basically, yeah. Madonna up until you know two thousand and five. Yeah, she was on the top. She was on the top of her game. Absolutely. So, like, I like. She it. was only how old was she? She was like twenty three. Yeah, something like that. Really, really yeah. young. I I liken it. Hold on, she was born in seventy one. Yeah, twenty three, twenty four. Twenty three. Yeah, I liken it to if Madonna, if it happened to Madonna in the like early nineties, late eighties, and how the gay community would have behaved. Or like Lady Gaga. Community. Or like Lady Gaga. Yeah. Anyway, so many fans of many of Selena's fans travelled thousands of miles to visit her house and where she died. Mm-hmm. Like they'd add mementos. There was a massive shrine on the chain link fence outside her childhood home, um, and they they had a a viewing of Selena's casket. Right. And there were, I think it was, they said between thirty and forty thousand people passed her casket. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, and there was a book of condolence which was signed by 78,000 people. So it's big. Obviously, it affected everyone horribly. So when Yolanda was arrested, the jail was inundated with death threats, death threats for her. And there were public calls for vigilante justice. Now, I'm not I'm not one for vigilante justice, right? Neither am I. But sometimes. Anyway. I'm not an advocate. I'm not an advocate for vigilante justice, except for when I am an advocate. Absolutely. For <laughs> it's also reported that some gang members in Texas had taken up collections to raise money so they could pay her five hundred thousand dollar bail. So when she was released, they could kill her. Wild. I mean, now that's I'm not some. Surprised. Po- I mean, I'm sorry. Like that's some. That's some. Um, thinking ahead. Yeah, I mean, so, it's I mean, very well-organised crime. But it's, like, you know. <laughs> uh, also, but it's like, you, you know, well, I was going to say sometimes you've got to let these things take its course, but I'm assuming that she's still in jail. She's, she's in jail, yeah, 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 yeah. So also there was, whilst in prison, uh, like before her trial, there was a large gang literally known as the Mexican Mafia, apparently, is what it was called. Right. And reportedly they placed a price on her head and spread the word that any inmate to commit the crime would be a hero. Christ almighty. So I think it's safe to say that nobody liked Yolanda for obvious no, reasons. No, I don't think I don't think people do. Is no. she is she in for life? She is. So when she went to trial, she pleaded not guilty, saying that the shooting was an accident and the gun went off by itself. Right, okay. As, as as these things do. So after deliberating for two hours, the jury found Yolanda guilty of murder and she was sentenced to life in prison with no eligibility of parole for 30 years. Wow. wow. Because of multiple death threats from incarcerated Selena fans, Yolanda is kept in isolation and she spends 23 hours a day alone in a nine by six foot cell. And oh to my that, God. To that That's... I say good. That's, oh, 23 hours. So literally all your time is spent alone. Basically because everyone wants to kill her. That's like, that's worse than death. 23 hours in jail, like, 
by yourself a day, mm. that's a punishment. It truly is. And I'm not like, I, I also think that, you know, I don't know. Again, this is a difficult one because I'm such an advocate for like prison reform. Yeah. And like making sure that, you know, people that can be like, like reform is like, is is a is a weird word but anybody that can be like rehabilitated and be be able to kind of like progress with their lives need to be given the tools to be able to do that mm. but it's like with somebody who does something that callous yeah and that kind of i don't know it's it, again it's complicated as these also, things are i think the thing as well is is because she selena was loved by so many if yolanda was to be released they, they'd have to put her in protection except well and it's it's also it's also because of how well known it is it's like yeah. that's that is why i feel like another one of the reasons why you know people like um the people involved in uh, the manson family case won't yeah. ever be be able to get out no. purely because of how much of like a cultural moment yeah it yeah. was and it's it will never leave people's minds like no. Manson family. If you hear like somebody from the Manson family has got yeah. out, it's like the same with this. Like if somebody kills a celebrity yeah. or like anything like that, mm. it's like, um, who's the guy that killed Lennon? Is Mark David Chapman Mark David still Chapman. alive? I don't know. Let okay. me Google it. So we're just Googling live guys. We're Googling <laughs> live. You go Google Gil. Cause Mark David <sighs> Chapman would never be able to get out. No, no way. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. I think things like that, big, big people that you know, kill celebrities who have a big following. You're gonna, you're never gonna go back to normal life, and rightfully so, I think. But yeah, yeah. So well, that... if you kill, if you kill anybody, I don't. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I. I think it I really know. depends on like a case by case basis. It does, and this case is. I say let her stay in there for 23 years. She's up, she's up for the possibility of parole in 2025. It's not she long won't get it. She won't get it, surely. No, I don't think she will either. Mainly for her own safety. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because at the end of the day, yeah, she killed someone and it's fucking awful. But if they, if they go, yeah, fuck it, we'll let you out, then th- that's just awful because yeah. they know that they know that shit's going to go down and she's going to be yeah. murdered probably. Yeah, exactly. So that was... It's, it's, it's a tough one when you think you're dealing with stuff like this. It's mm. like... Because it's like, on one hand, I'm like, absolutely, yeah, because she yeah. murdered that woman in yeah. cold blood. Like, and, yeah, and she murdered... murdered yeah. a 23-year-old woman who had done absolutely nothing. Nice. So, yes, yeah, she does deserve to sit in a cell yeah. every day for the rest of her life alone yeah. Yeah. to think about what she's done. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of me that is like, okay, well prison shouldn't just be focused on punishment it should be focused on reform and it should be focused on if somebody's come in with mental health issues or mm, if somebody's mm. come in with all these different stuff to be able to give them the tools to live a life that is worth living yeah right yeah. because oh i don't know it, it's really it's oh it's so compl- it's complicated it's complicated I, I think... because on one hand you, you could be like well you know she, she maybe she never intended to kill selena yeah it was an accident but then on the other hand it's like well, maybe you did mean to kill her and maybe it wasn't yeah, an accident exactly. seeing as you're running after her going, calling her a bitch. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's a very tangled web. Let's, yep. let, you know, we could sit here and talk about prison, you know, death penalty, prison for like all, all night, but we ain't got all we night. Because it's because t- we need to take a little break, don't we? We do need to take a little break. Take we little always break. do. It's time for, we always take a little break. We, we always, always time to take a cheeky little break. Okay, right. <laughs> Give it to me. What you got? So um, today I've got um, the headline is 
I Can Smell Death. Oh. Which is just delightful. And and then the sub, you know, you've got like the headline and then you've got the sub headline. Well, you know, I can smell it. Sometimes, you know, we can all smell it. When you walk into, maybe you ain't changed your bed for a few days. Like, oh, God, I can smell. It smells like death in here. Like, or if you're really hung over. You? If you're really hung over, it smells like death in here true that is very true but i don't uh, think that's what she means i don't she's talking about a dirty bed no she's talking about actual death so the subheadline okay. is a whiffy warning <laughs> and the story also, comes... i mean i want to make a fart joke but <laughs> oh, i won't because this is very serious so the, the story comes from mary cook who's 74 years old and she's from lynx where's that oh well, lincolnshire lincolnshire okay. yeah abbreviation oh. don't forget what international guy you got to spell it out you know <laughs> people are people in Australia ain't gonna know what links is. I couldn't tell you what's in Lincolnshire. Sausages. Oh yeah. Lincolnshire sausages. But like what what sort of towns are in Lincolnshire? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't either. know. And I'm from England and I don't know. <laughs> I, know. I know where I live Ooh, and London. That's that'll do. Oh okay, right. We know well, okay, right. So okay. the story says, um, it was summer twenty fifteen mm. and Mary was walking her dog around Market Razzin. There you go. Lincolnshire. Knew that. So knew that. I've never heard of Market Razzin in my life. I've barely heard of Lincolnshire. So her and her dog used to walk the same stretch uh, most days, but enjoying the weather that particular day, they'd taken a longer route home and ended up at a manor house. Mm. And that's when the strong scent wafted into Mary's face. Oh my God, what was Cigar that? smoke, oh. she realised. And then she said, she went... Pooh! Flapped her hand in the air to shift the unpleasant aroma. <laughs> All right, Mary. Calm down. I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's a pooh! As, as she did, she turned full circle, but nobody was there. So she was like, "Where's the smoke coming from?" Right. Like, not not a clue. But you know, she didn't have a clear explanation. She didn't really think nothing about it. Right. And she kind of forgot about it until a few weeks later. When her nose started twitching as if she could smell cigarette smoke while she was stood in the middle of a deserted road. Maybe she's like cheekily smoking and she's forgetting. Maybe. She's a cheeky fag and then she's like, She also doesn't, she doesn't explain why she was stood in the middle of a deserted road, but she just says that it was spooky. Okay. Later that month, Mm -hmm. while she was viewing a house to buy, she sensed the unpleasant whiff of an unwashed person nearby. This is me. (laughs) And she she said, that's when it hit me. These odours were from people who had died in these locations. (sighs) I could smell death, the scents people leave when they depart this world. In January last year, she moved to Gainsborough. And she forgot about her experiences, apparently. I'm like, how do you forget? Are you literally smelling corpses? But exactly, all right, yeah. whatever, love. Like, what, what about less. when you walk down the street and you walk past a smelly person? You're not, does that not bring back a memory? Wild. But she says, on the 22nd of November, she was making a cuppa mm. and she smelled something familiar. And she said, that's Gramps aftershave. Oh. It was so distinct that she hadn't known anyone else to wear it. The truth is, she hadn't thought about a grandpa for decades. Was it Draco Noir? I don't know what it was. I think it was probably Brute. Probably Brute, so, yeah. yeah. Draco Noir? But then she realised that it was the anniversary of her grandpa's death. Oh. And she said that she likes to think that it was his way of looking down on Do you know her. what? I fucking love that. I really do. 
And at the end, and she and she concludes the story by saying, I don't think I have any special powers or indeed any insights, but I'm trying to find out if anyone else has had similar experience and can explain it. Or perhaps I'll never know. Who knows? And knows is spelled N-O-S-E. Okay, I'm hanging up. Click, <laughs> click. <laughs> I mean, this woman has truly lost her mind. Mary from Lincolnshire is just smelling fags. She's like, smelling she's fags. Walk- she's walking people. along. She's she's smelling fags. She can't immediately see anybody around her that's smoking. So she just goes straight to, Someone's oh, dead. it must be a dead person. Th- that, again, another misleading title. Last week we were like, oh my God, there's going to be a, a woman running out of a suitcase. But no, it was just a woman who hated her body. And now this <laughs> week is a woman, I can smell death. No, you can smell a few cheeky fags and a bit of brew. Like Exactly. She can smell a cigar and she's like, okay, like that must be a call maybe she was like close but no cigar madness absolute madness crazy i thoroughly enjoyed that i love old mary me too mary from mary from lynx indeed lincolnshire well i'm gonna have to figure out um where else is in lincolnshire are you though well i just i don't know i feel a bit bad that i've never really like looked into lincolnshire like as a place i know like like... i know like four places i know where i live i know london (laughs) i know manchester and that's probably about three i know three places skegness is in lincolnshire skegness is in lincolnshire i've been to lincolnshire then i've been to old skeg it went to batlins lincoln is in lincolnshire (laughs) it's shire in lincolnshire Spalding, Grantham. Mate, please stop googling places in Lincolnshire. <laughs> there are going to be people. Sleaford. You, I'll get, like Sleaford Mods. Not going to lie, there's going to be someone listening to this going, going, Oh my God, she just said Sleaford. Shout out to Sleaford. <laughs> Never been. I'm sorry. I've only been to yeah, Skeggy. Oh, Boston to... as well. Boston's in America. No, Boston's also in the UK. No, I know, I know. I was kidding. I remember when I was younger one time, my mum was like, I'm going away to Boston. I was like, oh my God, how long are you going for? She's like, just the weekend. I was like, oh. I've been as far as, where have I been as far as? Manchester? I've been to, I've been to Barrow in Furness. That's far. It is far. It took me bloody ages to get there. I was went to see my friend Emma. It was lovely. I had a lovely time. I want to do. I want to do more. Like when things start to open up. Once I've been double vaccinated, mm. I want to do more of the UK. I really want to go Cornwall. I love a bit of Cornwall. I want to go to that Italian <laughs> village in Wales. You want to go where? To that little Italian village in Wales. What Port Merion? Port Merion. That's it. My favourite place. <gasps> Let's go. I absolutely love Port Merion. It's amazing, mate. When you're double vaxxed, we'll hire a car and go up there. Absolutely, fucking lately we will. Okay, people are literally just listening to us plan our summer holidays now. So we should... <laughs> Sorry, guys, we should probably move on. <laughs> what's 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 this random? What's got what's fucking hell? <laughs> <laughs> what does the week have in store for you? Um, I've got some work bits mm-hmm. that I that's all very exciting. I can't really talk about. You better work, bitch. Um. And I've got to start writing my script for my new YouTube video. Oh my God, I love that. I love that for you. Which is going to be exciting because it's all about satanic panic. Oh my God, I love satanic panic. So I was thinking uh, maybe like once I've kind of got it worked out what angle I'm going to take, I will talk about it on the podcast as well. Party, party, love do that. Do like an episode on satanic panic. And I was thinking maybe that I would do next week's one. Okay, next week's podcast. go for it. I'm... And I was thinking I maybe wanted to do it about Carol Baskin. <gasps> Carol Baskin. You whacked her husband, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Hey, are you but cool like, I kind of, kittens? I kind of want to do it about like how I feel like Carol Baskin's been vilified by the media. Um, I, I mean, 
Well, maybe we can talk about maybe we can talk about the history of Carol Baskin. I'm like, down. That kind of thing. I mean, I'm down because you know the allegations about her and her husband mm-hmm. and why they may or may not be true. I am down for a Carol Baskin. You know, because yeah. I think that she's just been like misunderstood. Yeah, she's absolutely. just she's just like Alphaba. I don't know who that is. Oh my god, Elphaba is the name of the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. Oh right, okay, but if you've nice. seen if you've seen a Wicked, you would understand that she was never evil. She was just misunderstood. Right, right, right. Every day the Wicked. All right, I won't get into singing the Wicked because I will be all evening. <laughs> and we are gonna shoot off and go keep an eye out for Selena. We are we're gonna keep an eye out for Selena. Have a good evening, well, week, whatever. <laughs> evening, everyone. <laughs> Have a good wherever you are, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this. Bye. Are, you, are we signing off now? Yeah, I'm saying bye. Like, I just oh, like okay. to make it as weird as possible. Like, any interaction <laughs> I have with someone. So okay, bye. Bye.